0: Always interested in people, and if if we have a challenge with, people will bleed over into your church planning templates. If, if you don't, if you don't have a evangelistic heart, if you don't have a missional heart, um, it will be hard to clear bay. It will be hard to go out and uh, reach others. And so uh, that's got to be very important. Hello, we're with you, Doc. Okay. And and so the other aspect of it is, I believe, it's around Acts eight, where the church actually uh, supports Paul in his first missionary endeavors. So he was intimately linked with a body whereby he received uh, support as he went out they prayed for him as well and so I'm lifting that up because it lifts up the importance of relationships uh, when it comes to church planning um, if you try to go at it alone you're going to have a, a, a difficult road to travel it, it's, it's already a, a tedious task but, but when you don't have uh, when I say support uh, and the support is not always financial support Um, if you don't have people praying for you, if you don't have people that you can lean upon um, who's kind of been there and done that, that you can kind of look towards for some type of guidance or an example, it's going to make the journey a little bit more difficult. Um, In terms of different kinds of church plan, it's almost like, um, I'll use this as an analogy. Some time ago, I went out uh, and visited Place of business and outside the business they had two trees one on each side of the main entrance and one they were both the same type of tree and one tree was blossoming had fruit on it and the other tree did not My Lord. and so they couldn't understand what was going on and why was it. one tree going well and the other tree wasn't and so when the supervisor came to the building they continued the conversation about the tree and the supervisor had said, well, the not, is because they're both planted in two different types of soil. And so when it comes to church planning, I use that analogy to say it's it is important to understand uh, not just the dynamics of church planning, but also where you're trying to plant. Because that's where I guess with these ability studies that you all are doing come into play uh, you doing an assessment of the community uh, canvassing the community all all of that is important what kind of people live there what is their medium income Uh, what is their educational background but at the end of the day uh, whenever God is involved in the process you know it's not a scientific formula for church planning he has to be at the heart of it and so another side of that is making sure that you take the opportunity to not only get to know the place where you're trying to plant, but also let the place where you're trying to plant get to know you. That's good. That's good. Let them get to know you. Let them see that, see your face. Let them know who you are. And it also goes back to the old saying, you know, people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care and so build those relationships partner with people um, maybe get on the board or something in the community to let them know it's, that you care about the heart of the community and, and
1: also it's going to require patience dr fleming Very important because
0: yes sir
1: quick question uh quickly could you could you talk about what makes a church planter uh with regards to uh Exploring the the actual uh, the church planter, uh, can it be an ordained clergy? Could it be a lay person? Could it be a, a ministry, a new birth ministry, or could it be a denomination? Uh, it can happen in so many different ways, and and I just said,
0: I thank you for asking that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen it happen in so many different ways. For example, those this church, they just had they had a heart to go out and plant a church and they they came out not a team of individuals who surveyed the area uh, they purchased the land and they didn't even have a pastor yet wow. and um, they actually purchased the land they came out and they camped out on the land where they were going to build the church members from the church came up they built the church wow. for the community and then they called the pastor and Wow,
1: awesome.
0: And the pastor stayed there made about two or three years, and then the second pastor that called stayed there about 40 years.
1: Wow, awesome. It's, it's funny you so say... So that's
0: it. one example. Okay. So another example that sometimes a church might be already uh, pregnant for planting. <laughs> and And if the church doesn't move... Um, In the way that that God has ordained for it to move. And unfortunately, sometimes a church will split. And, you know, many don't like talking about that. And that's not always a pleasant experience. But oftentimes, churches are formed out of a church plant, out of a church split. Mm -hmm. That's another aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And then the other side of it is you may have a vision, uh, a passion to plant a church since a call to do it. And so, you, you launch out and you, uh, as you're working through your service, you, the Lord has put the name of a, a ministry in your heart, and you go out to an area and you plant a church. And so, those are just several ways church plants uh evolve. Another one is like through Rick Warren. In his case it's my understanding that it was a, a long time. They went out through the community, just campus the area passing out slides and
1: building relationships with the people and over a period of time their church emerged to what it is today. Awesome. Awesome. Um, it's funny you said that I want to piggyback on something uh, students that Dr. Fleming said the place where The people can get to know you Um, there's a book that talks about dr. Fleming planting missional churches and then in that book that I think there's a piece that talks about planting a church that's biblically sound and reaching people in the culture and so it's important as we as we plant as we plant new ministries that we begin to assess you said it earlier, developing a missional mindset. And so, um, it, the book really deals with models of church planting. And he, he deals with it from an apostolic uh, church planter uh, perspective. And how the, the church planter starts a church and then moves on. And there's another model that talks about the founding pastor. You, you mentioned Rick Warren. Is that right, Dr. Fleming? Yes, I did. Now, Rick Warren's students, his model was Charles Spurgeon. And so, it's important that we begin to not just look at church planters, but look at how, look at from the start to finish or how long uh, they serve. Because what happens is there's another model that deals with team planting, the team planting model. That's where a group go out. Not one particular person or a clergy or lay person, but an entire group goes out, they relocate to a new area, and they start a ministry. And from there, they develop a, a, a leadership or a team from within and who understand the culture and um, the, the planting uh, that's involved. And so you, you got your, your organizing, then you got your launch, then you have your worship, and what's next? That's your evangelism. That's a very, very important piece when we talk about planting churches, especially in the 21st century. And so now since everything is is digital and viral it's going to be important that we develop a good philosophy of what church planting is all about and it's spiritual authority Dr. Fleming, did you want to say something else sir no I would just say in the process stay
0: flexible um, there's no one way of planting a church but patient and, and sometimes the Lord will will send you in a direction uh, that you that you haven't even thought of um, you can have a place and then all of a sudden um, something you know the Lord will send someone else your way and, and redirect you and so on that note you just really have to be sensitive and be flexible to the leading of the Holy Spirit
1: mm. alright Dr. Fleming, one last thing, Uh, could you talk about the value of church sponsorship and the support of that? It is very important because also that speaks towards the relationships that you have built
0: and cultivated over the years before you even begin your church plans, you know, basically everything that you that you've done in your life at some point over into the efforts that you uh, right that you it's gonna bring over into the efforts that you put forth in regard to training your church. And so all the relationships that you had, uh, you may have to go back to some of those individuals. Some people are you're gonna cross paths with them again and, and so that's gonna be important. So for myself, we planted our church I have, a, I have a church planning coach. I have a church planning sponsored church. And I also have uh, a church planning, um, what I would call um, a liaison. Oh, and right. all of them in my life serve different purposes. So my church planning coach, he's just somebody that kind of walks alongside. And it doesn't take anything away from me. You know, uh, he may know resources that, for example, that I may not know of. Uh, we we fed over twenty people with Thanksgiving full Thanksgiving dinners, all uh, because of that resource and connection I had with my church planning coach. That's good. Um, with the church planning uh, sponsor, it's an actual pastor of a church, and you know uh, sometimes the the weight of church planning uh, does get overbearing with just different things because at the same time you have a life you have families, you may have a job that you're working to, and it's good to have somebody that you can kind of sit down and talk to because you need a pastor while you go through the process. You still need a pastor. Yes, and God. so those things will be very important. You need somebody that's going to pray for you. You need somebody that's going to tell you, stay encouraged. You know, your going to do some of that too, but you still need a pastor uh, while you go through the process and then also the church planning liaison that's someone who's connected on a denominational level who may know other resources or may be able to provide some guidance for certain other areas and so basically i have all three of those entities even as we go through our process uh, that's been very very beneficial to us as we suffer as we're seeking to continue our church planning endeavors
1: excellent uh students do you have any questions maybe Uh, Something was not asked that uh, Haven't been mentioned Could you, uh, if you have a question At this time, anyone Yeah, I have a question Um, Pastor, um, when you're talking about um, A a pastor going out And and starting a
0: church um, As far as the accountability Of that pastor um, Is he considered the founder of that church Um, Does he answer To the people to the um, to the people, um, in your experience, what 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 does that look like? So basically, ultimately, it's going to depend on the overall relationship you have with those other entities, and how how deeply involved they are in supporting you with the church planning endeavors. Because if they're if they're pulling in resources, if they if they say like just providing people. Um, there is a level of respect uh, That you would It's a reciprocal relationship That you would have In my particular case and In my particular case, uh, and, and in my particular case so For the to plant And, and I, wa- I want to say this Sometimes you can stay in one place too long mm. And if you're not careful
1: You'll lose some momentum
0: And so we did experience Some of that But in either case Um uh, in my, in my context, the pastor of the church where I was attending had died, so the church didn't have a pastor. Okay, okay. And so when we, so when we launched that church, I didn't have that level of support, you know, from, from the church where we were attending. And so what God did was he allowed me to cultivate a relationship with another pastor That's good. that became my church planning sponsor. And so in that sense, um, now, he doesn't have, I have to do a, I do a, what is called a church report, which is, you know, just the business side of things. When we do our church report, we write, we put down what our attendance was, we put down what our offerings were, we put down what our ministries were, and it's more than a statistical report. that just lay on the table, where are we as a church? Are we growing, are we declining? And at the end of the day, if there is some level of questioning, You know, we can't,
1: it puts everything out in the open because there should be no secrets when it comes to church planning, especially when it comes to the money. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Doctor, you got time for one more question before I let you go? Sure. Okay. Anyone else? uh, Students? Okay. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Uh, My question is. Regarding the church planter, does a church planter have, have to have a pastor's heart?
0: Yes, yes, and and also it, it ties into that element that you mentioned about uh, being evangelistic, and and because you know you, you're you're planting because you, you're trying to save souls, and and uh, that pastor's heart that shepherding. Our first year, and I'm just not just based on my experience, but if it's really just in church, uh, people still have hurts. Especially in a time like this, they want to know that you care, Um, and they want to know if if something is going on with their children. Do you care about their kids? Uh, And are you Are you willing to? you know, get up late at night and walk alongside of them when things are not going well in the home and answer the phone calls and then go in and make the visitations where they're sick. Because in the midst of planting church, all of those things still take place. Mm. And so, you, so it's so important that, that you have a shepherd's heart because at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is that's why people come, because they feel cared for.
1: That's good. Dr. Fleming, man, you truly blessed us uh, this evening. I took some good notes uh, concerning uh, the church planner uh, attitude and serving uh, the, from a, a past a place of uh, uh, compassion and, and service uh, for the people. Uh, man, thank you, man. We pray God's blessings on you. And um, uh, speaking of of service students, I want to uh, definitely present an opportunity uh, and I'm just sharing uh, before we get into the feasibility study. Um, Dr. Fleming and I was having a conversation uh, concerning uh, ministering to to uh, the family in the 21st century, basically a round table uh, through Zoom on next Wednesday. And so uh, if you're open to that, uh, again, just just let me know, say, uh, Dr. Thorpe, I'm interested in being a part of the Zoom uh, roundtable with some other pastors that kind of uh, develop a strategic plan to uh, care for families uh, in this virtual, uh, this digital age. And so we're going to have a discussion ministering to the family uh, roundtable. So if you're interested, uh, just let me know. And we can make that happen on next week. Uh, I think that's Wednesday um, around 8 o'clock if you you would like to be a part of that roundtable discussion. Uh, But I want to at least give you the opportunity before um, I reach out to some other clergy. And um, I think that would be wonderful, give you some uh, experience and to offer something from your context, the place you're doing ministry. So just let me know. And uh, we'll do just that. And uh, Dr. Fleming, thank you, man. We pray God's blessings on you. Anything else you want to share uh, before we let you go? No, I, I appreciate it once again, and I pray that you all will be safe. And, and uh, once again, I'm grateful for the opportunity to share. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Before we let you go, could you just say a, a quick prayer uh, for us? Um, as we uh, continue uh, the work of church planting, developing new models. Uh, before we let you go, Dr. Flynn. Sure. Dear
0: of God, our Father, you have called us all to such a time as this, Lord. Lord, we are living in a moment of swift transitions. We thank you for these students who have dedicated their time and efforts to reaching out, Lord, a new frontier. We pray that you will continue vision Lord, if there are any needs among them right now, we pray for your supply right now. Lord. Yes, Lord. We pray for Dr. Thorpe. Yes, teach Lord. These students.
1: We pray that you would just continue to refresh him. And Lord, we pray that you will be glorified through the efforts that are made through this class. Yes, God. For in your precious and righteous name, we pray. That's it all. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Dr. Fleming.